Well, hello out there and welcome to another edition of Hyperion Adventures Podcast. So glad to have you with us. I'm Tom. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Michelle. Aw, thank you, honey. Hello, everybody. So great to have you with us once again. As you may have noticed, we're a day late today. It is September 3rd, 2018. A very happy Labor Day to everybody out there. Yeah. Uh, So lucky to have all of you with us, all of you hard workers out there who do so much for us, and especially for all you workers who actually don't get today off, you know, especially like... Uh, the cast members who are out there helping people still have a fun Disney weekend at Walt Disney World, at Disneyland Resort, at the various places. Yeah, they have to work when others party. Yes, so thank you so much. Even though you don't get the day off, we really, really appreciate all you do. And for those of you who do work hard day in and day out, we really appreciate you so much. Uh, As I said in just a second ago, we are coming to you a day later than we normally do. Normally we record these things on Sunday. Today it's Monday. We were a little delayed on this because we were out of town for the weekend to go see a beautiful web wedding up in Paso Robles, California. Right, right. We had a great time there. We enjoyed the uh, hospitality at the wedding, and we also had an opportunity to do some wine tasting. Yes, we were up at Paso Robles, which is up in Central California area, uh, just a little north of uh, Southern California, if you don't know where we're talking about. But it's a beautiful wine area. The wedding took place at this great winery under a big oak tree. The couple was stunning, fantastic. Uh, The setting was wonderful. We really had a great time. Right, and we were there even with a lot of uh, Disney fans of of ours. That's true. We were actually talking (laughs) Disney and trying to give some people some pointers on that as we were uh, going through. They had some character breakfast questions and a couple other things that we kind of went over. And so a lot of good fun, a lot of good time out there. And uh, we're so glad to be back now and talking with you more about Disney. That's uh, the thing we loved to do so much. So uh, you found us today. If you want to find us in the future, we are on SoundCloud. We are on Stitcher. Uh, you can, can subscribe to us. And if we ever come out a day late, a day early with our podcast or whatever, uh, it'll announce it right to you, let you know whenever our latest episode comes out. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music. And coming up this week, we're not there yet, but this week coming up, uh, we're going to be tying in with Max 1057, San Diego's throwback station. We're going to be on their website and uh, on their app. Uh, so that's going to be another way to find us. And we'll let you know more about that during the week. You'll probably see some posts coming up on social media uh, tying with them and how you can find us through them as well. And also give them a listen when you get a chance because they have some really great music and, and some great promotions that are just a lot of fun. Yes, we're really excited about the relationship of this with them. And I think it'll make our podcast even um, more enriched experience for, for you, our listeners. Absolutely. What we're hoping to do is when we tie in with them is that they're going to give us a little bit more backing and we can get, we're already starting to get some great guests by the way we have a fantastic guest we're going to be talking with next week we'll we'll save that till later we're going to tease that right now but uh yes. we're really excited about their, our guests for next week but we're hoping to get a little more backing with the radio station behind us gives a little looks a little bigger a little stronger not that we weren't already big but now we're gonna get a little more muscle behind <laughs> us um so you know that's gonna be a lot of fun and it's gonna be a great tie-in uh we love hearing from you we want this to be an interactive show if you haven't contacted us before uh please do so. We love hearing all about you. If you just want to say hi, if you want to 
say something about the show, critique it in any way, good, bad, whatever. We're happy to hear from you and how we could do things better. Uh, if you have your own tips, uh, if you have your own questions that you want us to answer, we would bring it up on the show and be happy to mention you as well. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, on Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. You can email us always at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And we do have a website where you can find us too, Hyperion Adventures Podcast.com. Com. Leave a uh, leave a comment there, and we can get to you. Whatever it is, and for those of you who are our OG Hyperion adventurers, by the way, I'm going to be contacting you this week to get all the final details out, and we're going to start working on getting you that little thing we were talking about over the last several weeks. So expect an email or a, a Twitter post or a Facebook uh, message from me coming up soon. So if that comes in. It's just us trying to get some information so we can get this good stuff out to you. And for those of you who are new Hyperion adventurers, welcome to the show. We love you. We can't wait to find out more about you and share our love of Disney and all things Disney-related with you. Exactly. And again, uh, for our OG members, thank you so much for being with us at the beginning. And for those of you who are just joining in, we really hope you do take the time to give us some feedback or ask us some questions because that really helps make sure we're hitting the target for what things that you all like to hear about. Right. And like I said, we want this to be an interactive show. And part of that is us helping you if you have some questions about going to the parks, going on a Disney cruise line, anything in general, or if you just have some tips, I, we'd love to hear other people's tips. We have our own tips that we give out, and we do that at the end of the show. If you haven't heard this show before, we will give out a couple tips at the end of the show. But we'd love to hear your tips as well, maybe something we don't know. And it would be fantastic to share that with our listeners out there. So please, please, please contact us when you get a chance. Anyway, off to our main topic of the week. It's an interesting week coming up here for Disney, and that is because there is something that, and if you may have heard this, heard about this, or it may be brand new to you, you may have seen some social media posts out there, some things popping up on Disney websites or whatever, but this is all about the Disney Parks Moms panel, and we're going to talk about how great this group of human beings are, what they do, and how they can help you and how you might be able to possibly become one. But they're, they're such a great organization, right, Michelle? They are. And first of all, I'm very glad that you made sure to say human being so that we're not, you know, in conflict with the alien well, you never know. panel. <laughs> so. You never know. Oh, you're going to tell me we're not walking. I mean, we're going to get into this whole sci-fi thing, but <laughs> we're not right? walking next to an alien somewhere out <laughs> exactly. there when we were walking through the Disney parks. Exactly. I've seen some of the people out there. There's a couple aliens walking around the parks. I'm that is you. true. That is true. Especially now that it's uh, Halloween time. Yes. and and you can go in dressed up as your favorite alien. The claw. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the mom's panel is really great. And uh, it's not just for the resorts. They also provide some great services for people planning vacations like with Disney Cruise Line. Absolutely. And so. Disney Vacation Club. Right. Uh, and that means not, not just the resorts. I mean, you think of Disney Vacation Club, you think of staying at the resort. But yes, they also have some places outside of the resorts where you can stay. For one, Disney's Olani at, uh, in Hawaii is a great place to stay out there. Right. Another place at Hilton Head, South Carolina. Uh, another place in uh, Florida at um, Vero, Vero, Vero Beach. Beach. Uh, they do have more resorts and they also tie into some other places. So it's not just questions about staying at resorts at the parks. It's all these great places that Vacation Club has to do. But we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit here. <laughs> Let's start talking about the Disney Parks mom panel, Moms panel and who they are and what they do and how they can possibly help you on your vacation. 
Yes, because like you said, they're made up of moms, but also dads, grandfathers, grandmothers. Yeah. All kinds of Mostly, as the title would, would, would tell you, it is mostly moms. However, there are some men out there. So uh, dads out there, you're not excluded by this. If you want a male perspective on it, it is it does exist in this. And what they are, they are 32 moms, dads, grandparents. They are experts in various forms of Disney vacations. Uh, they're extremely friendly people. Uh, they really love helping people. They're just like us. We, part of the reason why we're on here is we really love to help people uh, plan out their Disney vacations. I, part of the reason we're on here is because we used to talk about our to my family and your family and our friends, and they're like, okay, enough. That's all you talk about is Disney, so we needed another way to express it so we're not just pouring it all over them all the time. Right. When you have a passion, you have to share <laughs> yes. it. Yes. So that's part of the reason we're doing this. And that's exactly what they like to do. They love Disney. They like to talk Disney. Uh, they're there to answer very specific questions that you can't kind of find on like the Disney website FAQs and such. You know, a lot of times that's very generic. Uh, but if you have something really specific about uh, restaurants, if you have something, something about uh, a child with a disability or, you know, ages, transportation, whatever it may be, they're there to answer those kind of questions for you and, and they can get really specific with it. Right. And, you know, they can find things that may not be on a Disney website, mm -hmm. you know. And an example I can share is that I, I was reading one of their posts that was talking about something that we shared a few weeks ago, the fun runs. And those are things that happen at the Disney resorts, you know, seasonally. And so it's not something you may find on the Disney websites, but these great people can give you access to information that you might not other hear, otherwise hear about. Right. So here's what they are. They, they, have, uh, they focus on different areas of Disney vacations. Uh, they focus on Walt Disney World Resort, the Disneyland Resort, Disney Cruise Line, as I talked about a little bit ago, Disney Vacation Club, and Run Disney. They have specific people that are tied into each of these different areas. So they know that this is their special area, where they specialize. They know a lot about these areas. Of, of course, Walt Disney World is so big, though, they have many of most of the uh, panelists are actually answer Walt Disney World questions and followed by Disneyland, which is also big, but not quite as big. And then there's a few people. Uh, I think it's about four people, three or four people that right. do uh, Disney Cruise Line, a couple that do Disney Vacation Club. And I think there's one, maybe two that do run Disney currently right now right. because uh, obviously it's much more specialized. But they can answer questions about all sorts of things like restaurants, transportation, shopping, the resorts themselves, uh, park tickets. You know, what's the best way to approach park tickets? And even much more specific things like child care, places to watch shows, parades and fireworks, special celebrations, uh, going to the park with a disability, as I just mentioned a second ago, etc., etc. So many uh, things. And the great thing about them is that they don't just give the standard Walt Disney Company answers. You know, they, they are human beings, as I spoke. They're not <laughs> aliens. They are human beings. They're just like you. They're just like me. They talk in real terms, down-to-earth terms, and so you can kind of get a grip on what they're talking about. And they, they don't have to just, you know, give the company line per se they can give their own twist to every answer they get they give when they respond to your question right and you know i'm, I'm sure we're going to be getting into some of the training but they they really do talk about their personal experiences so they share that with you um and they're although we're talking right now about the fact that you can write in a question they also have a lot of information on their site mm -hmm. of questions that they previously previously answered that may already answer some of the things that you may be thinking about getting research on. Right, exactly. So here's their site, by the way. I didn't give this at the beginning. Disney Parks Moms Panel 
www.disney.go.com. It's a long one, as all Disney websites are. They have the go.go.disney.com. It's all on. So if you just do a Google search or whatever search engine you use and just type in Disney Parks Moms Panel, it'll come right up for you. And yes, they have lots of questions about the various different areas. So if, if you want to just peruse them, sometimes you don't, they, they come up with questions that you're not even thinking of that might help you out. You can just peruse something through some of the questions for, say, the Walt Disney World Resort or Disney or Disney Cruise Line. And, and you might find something that is very helpful to you. But you can also go on there and uh, specifically uh, ask them a question and they'll be happy, more than happy. It's what they do to answer it. Right. And, you know, we talked about how you can go to their website uh, with Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts. I think because most of the questions pertain to those, you can actually access them from the help section mm-hmm. on the actual Disney site. So uh, for those so you two don't have sites, to type in the Disney Parks Moms right. Panel dot go dot yeah. right. You, if if you go if you're looking at Walt Disney World or Disneyland and just go to the the help section, uh, they are listed. The Moms Panel is listed separately there as one of the resources. And these these people do so much good work. They answer so many questions. I saw a tweet actually today from one of them jennifer who tweeted today that she has answered just checked in the last year she has answered 500 questions wow that is a lot that's a lot of work these people do a lot of work and they they'll we'll talk about this in just a second but when they answer these questions they do anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes of research sometimes on it even if they know it uh, i saw another i think it was a facebook post from one of them today uh saying that you know not only even if they know the answer they still go and and research it back check it to make sure that their answer is absolutely correct because they don't want to give out any false information out there so these people they know not, not only they know what they're talking about but they also work to make sure what they're talking about is is right and correct and can help you. Right. They really want to make sure that your experience is wonderful. Again, like us, they have a passion for Disney mm-hmm. and a passion to make sure other people can experience the wonderful uh, things that Disney Company has to offer. And so um, you can really benefit by using them. And they work as a team. Uh, as we talked about, like the Walt Disney World Resort panelists, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't count. I should have counted before I came in here how many there actually are. But there are many of them. So if maybe if it's a question that one can answer better than the other, they will respond to it. But it's, it's a nice pooling of talent, essentially, of, of knowledge uh, to answer these questions. And they can sculpt it to how it might help you the most. And that's really, I think, a benefit to everybody out there. Sure, sure. You know, and another way that you can kind of get introduced to them is if you follow the Disney Parks blog on Mondays, Lisa Mandillo, uh, she's the communication director of Walt Disney World Resorts. She shares tips provided by the Moms panel on the blog every Monday. And uh, you can also follow her at Lisa R. Mouse on Twitter. Um, or you can just do a search by her name, Lisa Mandillo. But she provides, you know, she has been working with the Disney Moms panel and she provides some of the tips. And that's another way to kind of give you some ideas of, hey, what can information am I looking for or right. where do I find it? Yeah, uh, it's just so much out there. You may see them, by the way. Sometimes they do little video shots on the Disney Parks blog. Right. A lot of times uh, they, they'll, they'll do shops or you'll if you go through social media, you'll see, oh, the you know, Moms panelists talk about, you know, Toy Story Land or whatever it may be. Uh, and uh, you can all see them. They're out there. There, they're smiling. They're very friendly. They're happy to answer questions. Uh, just wonderful, wonderful people and uh, really are looking to help you have the best vacation possible. 
Right. So hopefully now you get a better understanding of what they can do for you um, and what they're there for and why they're there. I know that before I learned about them, I would go to the websites, uh, you know, the Disney Park websites. And I'm like, Mom's panel? Yeah, I don't think that's for me. But uh, now that I've learned about them over the past couple of years, I've really seen the value that they bring. They bring a huge value. And now that we're talking about the Mom's panel, why you may have seen them much more on social media over the week or two is because... It's opening up as it does every year. They're looking for new moms panelists. Ooh, yes, exciting. That's right. And you could possibly be on this panel if you are like us and you like to talk everything Disney and you know a lot about Disney, whether it be the parks, whether it be the cruise line, uh, whether it be run Disney, possibly. I'm going to get into that in a second. Uh, Disney Vacation Club, whatever you specialize in, if you go to Disneyland all the time, if you go to Walt Disney World all the time, uh, if you're always talking your friend's ear off about Disney, if people come to you and ask you for uh, s- some sort of answers to their Disney questions regularly, uh, this might be the spot for you. Right. If you find yourself trying to plan other people's vacations, then yeah. guess, this might be That the- doesn't happen to us. We're never like, what, Disney? Let me tell you what you got to do. <laughs> How long are you going to be there? Right. Days? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, this you have to do this. Oh no, you don't need to do that. <laughs> but yes, if you're like that, then this might be the uh, panel for you as well. So here's the deal. Okay, what's coming up here is they're looking, as I said before, experts at the Disneyland Resort, Walt Disney World Resort, Disney Cruise Line, and Disney Vacation Club. Run Disney. I'm not sure about this year. They didn't have it up for last year. I know because I thought about going for the Run Disney Moms panelist. Right. Disney dad, whatever. Um, but it wasn't available last year. Um, the reason why I'm not sure if it's available this year is it wasn't in the eligibility requirements. And I'm going to go over that in just a moment here. Uh, the applications open up this Wednesday, as I told you, this is Monday, September 3rd. This Wednesday, September 5th at 9 a.m. Pacific time, noon Eastern time. Uh, applications open up and round one closes on Wednesday, September 12th at 9 a.m. Pacific time, noon Eastern time. So that's a, you know, obviously it gives you a week to do this. Now, here's what you need to have to be eligible to do this. You need to be 18 years or older. You need to have access to a computer and the internet. Most everybody does. You know, right. Not a problem, really, there. Uh, you need to have visited Walt Disney World if you're going to try for that, or the Disneyland Resort within the last 12 months if you want those to be your specialty. You will pick a specialty, by the way. What uh, is your, your best aspect? What you can answer questions for the best? If you've sailed with Disney Cruise Line or stayed at a Disney Vacation Club property within the last 24 months, you're eligible. In their eligibility requirements, I didn't see anywhere, and I may have missed it, but I didn't see anywhere for requirements for Run Disney. That's why I'm not sure that Run Disney is going to be available for this year. And I, well, the reason I thought that maybe they didn't do it last year, one, they had a great person answering the questions last year, so I thought maybe they were just going to extend her for another year. Now I'm thinking if it's not going to be an, another year, maybe it's just because of the fact that they've cut the Run Disney events almost in half with no Disneyland events. So now it's just Walt Disney World events, so there's four of them. And then there's the one at uh, Disneyland Paris. So maybe because of that fact, they don't need as many people to answer those questions. And so maybe that's why they aren't looking for a new one. Right, right. That would make sense. We'll see. Uh, You need to be able to complete at least 10 to 20 written responses per week, as I talked about just a little bit ago. Uh, That's roughly 20 minutes per question. So that gives you, you need to have free time for about, if you're going by that standard, about three and a half to seven hours per week just for answering questions. So if you have that kind of free time, 
this is good for you. Uh, you need to be available to travel to Walt Disney World between November 27th and December 1st, 2018 for training. Because if you make it through, they give you some really good training and so you're ready to go. Like, and don't worry if you don't know everything. No one knows everything about Disney. No, I don't care. The people that are up, Bob Iger doesn't know everything about Disney, okay? You know, right. you don't need to know everything, uh, but they will train you very well. Right. And when we talk experts, we just mean that people who are familiar, they know how to navigate the parks or the cruise line or vacation club, you know, people who have some experience with it. It doesn't have to be that you've, you know, read up on everything. It's just, you know, having that general interest and experience level to be able to to use that information when you're responding to questions. Right. Uh, You need to, uh, your family, no, you can have no immediate family members. You or your family members. Uh, cannot be current employees of the Walt Disney Company. Uh, so they can't be cast members at the park. They can't be uh, doing anything involved with Disney. Uh, you can also not be currently employed in the travel hotel, theme park, cruise line, or timeshare industry. So if you meet all those eligibility requirements, and there's a few more, you can go onto the website and look into it to make sure you're free and clear. You can ask some questions too. You can always email them and ask them some questions. Uh, if it's uh, kind of on the border, there's some things that are kind of questionable. Is this part of this industry? Is it not? You can na- ask them and they'll answer them right. for you. So uh, those are the eligibility requirements. If you fit all those, you love Disney, uh, you've, uh, you, you want to talk, you want to help, you have the time, uh, you can do this. Now, here's how it breaks down. We did this all last year, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool thing, and it's very interesting. It's, round one opens up, and that will open up, like I said, uh, this Wednesday. You'll pick your specialty. You'll enter in your name. You'll pick your specialty, and you'll come up with, usually it's like five questions, uh, and you'll have a limited amount of words that you can use to answer them, which is very interesting and makes it very difficult it at sure times. It sure does. It makes it a, that in itself is a challenge. Usually it's like a hundred words and you'll be surprised how quickly a hundred words will get away from you when you're trying to type these things out. But usually the first round is a couple little questions about Disney. We're mostly trying to get to know you uh, and how your love for Disney is and, and being able to ex- explain things. Um, what they really look for is people that are uh, friendly they're looking for you to be yourself. They're looking for, uh, and I'm pro- as I'm saying this, it's probably not good grammar, but good grammar. <laughs> They're looking for you to be grammar grammatically correct. I think that's the right way to right. say it. Um, and uh, this is always interesting. This is one of the things I found out last year that surprised me, but I realized afterwards is that nomenclature, which if you don't know what nomenclature is, it's the very specific titles of these things. When like, you're talking about, the Walt Disney World Resort, you call it the Walt Disney, you don't call it Disney, Disney World, World right. you know, or just Disney. It's the Walt Disney World Resort, you know. You have to know the terms, and it's easy to find these things. If you don't know them, or you're a little question, just go on, like, open up the app or go to the website, and if you just click on one of the, the specific real, actual Disney apps uh, and click on the titles for the different attractions, attractions, not rides, yes. nomenclature, uh, they will give you the actual title of it. So if you have a question on what the title is, sometimes there's some things on there that are extended that you don't expect to be on there, uh, but you can check that. But it's, it, that was one of the most interesting things yeah, I found. Sure is be was. correct on that. Right. And, you know, again, this is just for the application portion that it's really the more critical areas to have that nomenclature very specific uh, when you're applying for or answering the questions on the application. Yeah, and it, it makes it, that's also when we talked about the hundred words or less, that also makes it more difficult when it's 
Walt Disney presents the Enchanted Tiki Room or, you know, something like that, right, you know, right. suddenly it makes these things extra, your answers extra long. So you have to really think about this as you're going through the process of doing it. But uh, that's how a round one goes. You answer these questions, you submit it. Um, the best way to do that, by the way, is to do it on a separate sheet, a Google Doc, a Word Doc, whatever. Uh, write out your answers, count up your words, and then you can transpose them onto the website itself because you will have to enter these onto the website. You don't like mail in a sheet or something else like that. Right. I mean, and you do have the ability to open up and look at the questions throughout mm-hmm. that week. It's not just like you open it and you must do it all in one right. shot. You get your questions and then you can go, like you said, to another Word type of document um, to to draft out your responses. And, you know, that's where it does the Word count for you as well. Absolutely. Uh, and so that's how that goes. You'll submit them uh, by, what was it? What did I say? The 12th? 12th. The 12th. You'll submit them by the 12th, and then the waiting comes. You're going to have uh, a good three weeks or so as they wait, and they go through. Their, they get so many applications at this point that they go through. They have a panel of people that go through them. They pick out the ones that they really like, and then after about three weeks, they will come up with answers. They will email you and say, congratulations, you've made it to round two, or I'm sorry, not this year. I may try again next year, okay? And believe me, we've been through the heartbreaking process yes, of being turned down. <laughs> it, it does happen, and it can be a little heartbreaking, but it can be a lot of fun. By the way, there's a great Facebook group out there that's the Amazing Adventures of the Disney Parks Moms Panel Search. I hope I can get that all right. It's, again, it's another long nomenclature. name. <laughs> I know, it's a long name, but if you're looking for uh, some support out there, some answers to some questions, not specific answers to the questions on the application. They won't do that. But like on, on the process goes, there's some, these people are uh, they they're either current or former panelists, a lot of people that have done the application process since it's began, and they so they know a lot about it. Uh, but they're also there. They're just great support. They're a great support group. They will cheer you on. Uh, they're, they're just really good people. And if you're looking for something, if you're going to apply, uh, try and search out that group. You'll have to ask to join, but it's a fun group, and we're in it. Right. And um, we'd highly recommend that. Uh, it's just it's, it's a fun process, and the people and it goes throughout the year. We kind of promote throughout the year. Sure. But uh, really especially during this time and believe me when the heartbreaking day comes if you're not lucky enough to be there's only a few people that get selected every year if you're not lucky enough to be one of the uh the panelists that get selected this year those people will be there to support you when it's over because believe me there is a little grief counseling you need (laughs) when you think you're going to make it through and you don't quite make it through um so then once you okay moving on once you've made it if you are lucky enough to make it through round one there may be people who have done this for years and not made it through round one so if you make it to round two feel yourself because that's that's a big step they, they're saying they like a little bit about you you'll get to round two and another group of you'll get they'll open up another week later another two weeks later another group of questions and what they'll be is similar things there'll be about four questions that you'll have to answer similarly they'll get a little more detailed this time uh, sometimes you get to pick a which group you want you want if you want to answer a one of three different types of questions about, say, like, let's say the Disneyland Resort. Um, And then you will also need to film a one-minute video. This is going by what they've done in the past. I'm going to assume that they're going to keep this up as they've done over the last several years. Right, makes sense. You will film a one-minute video that you will submit to them, uh, answering one of your questions on video, because they want to see how you do on video. They want to see what you look like. They want to you know, see how friendly you are, how you're going to be a camera, because as we talked about earlier, a lot of times they will be filming some of these people out at these different locations talking about these different subjects. Right. And uh, when we talk about the the issue of the time limit, 
they it is strictly by that time limit. You can't fudge it a little bit here or there, even one or two seconds. It really, you know, must be specifically during that time period. So, so that's and now go in, and once you get those done, they'll be open again for about a week. You'll submit it, and then again, the even more traumatic because if you made it the second round, and then you get the traumatic. Oh, sorry, better luck next year. Oof, you know that one gets really tough because you're so close now. Uh, if you make it through, though, yay! Okay, there's again a very select few people that even more so. It's a triangle. It's a very select group that gets to round three. Round three is a phone interview, uh, but they they'll call you. There'll be usually a group of one or two people, maybe three or four, on the line with you, and they'll kind of ask some questions, see how you answer them. It's kind it's it's an interview process. This is an interview process. It's going to be a phone interview essentially to see how you uh, how you take to these answers, see how they feel you are as a personality. And they'll schedule that time with you, depending on your, you know, trying to figure it out best with your schedule. And you'll answer these questions and then you cross your fingers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because then another, you know, a few days later, another week later or something, when they've all through that, that's when you get the final. Better luck next year or you are on the Disney Parks Moms panel, which if you've gone through all that is the most, one of the most exciting things in the world. You know, I mean, it's got to be. So fun and amazing. Right. You know, hoping to get that so that you get to um, go on that wonderful vacation in November to the parks, which is at a beautiful time of year, and really get some awesome training from some very wonderful people. And it's just a really joyous experience. Yeah. yeah. I've seen some photos from some other past training tips and some of the uh, training trips that some of the panelists have posted and they have a great time. It's, it's all day long. You're getting training. You're going to different places in the park uh, or, or the resorts. Uh, you're going to train on all these different things, go through all this information. And it's supposedly a whirlwind, but it's supposed to be a, an amazing experience. And then you go back and you answer the questions. Uh, your payment for this, of course, it will, it will be, you get to go to some special events to talk about some of these things with the mom. But the real payment is that you will get a uh, complimentary trip for you and your family. When you go to the training, it's just you. You can't bring your family along with you because you're training all day and you know, nothing you can do without that. But uh, you will get a complimentary trip to, uh, of your choice to the resort of your choice uh, once you get done. Uh, and that's kind of your payment for doing this work for them for free. Right. You know, but again, if you're the type of person that just has a great passion and love of Disney, then this might be the thing for you. And, you know, I know I would do it without pay. So yeah. oh, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it, it can be really fun. But if it's not the thing for you, don't forget that they're a great resource. That's the for main you. thing that we want to tell you about. That's why we started off with that before we started off talking about if you could become one. They're just there to help you. And whether you think you're good enough, or good enough, it's a bad term for it. Right. Whether you think that this is for you. Uh, it's okay. They, they are there for you. They are there to help you and they will, can help you so much. So please, please take part in this. If you think you are ready to do it, if you'd like the adventure, if nothing else, uh, try it out. But if definitely, 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 if you have any questions that you need answered from Disney, uh, go to the Disney parks moms panel because they will help you out. Right. So that's it for our main topic of the week. We always go through and we get to our Disney stories of the week, which is, a lot of fun, a lot of great stories this week, as there always are. Disney stories abound every week. I can never get to them all. Uh, but I'm going to start with the 2018 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival kicked off this week. Yeah, I saw so many great pictures of food this week. I'm so <laughs> jealous. Um, I saw the listing of some of the, you know, obviously, if you don't know what the Food and Wine Festival is, I'm not going nomenclature there, just the Food and Wine Festival. Um, 
it is it, it hits cross section of everybody from small plates if you just want to walk around check things out cooking demonstrations big elaborate full course meals that are cost hundreds of dollars celebrity chef uh um presentations, presentations. thank you i'm it's been a long weekend. I've had some wine, uh, whatever. Not today, but in the, over the weekend. Um, and it, it really just is a cross-section, tastings, all sorts of things. But what I'm going to talk about specifically here is I've, uh, some of the dishes that are going to be at the marketplace, which is kind of like the small plates thing. As you're walking around uh, out there, you, there have these little kiosks that are just serving little bits of food here and there. And this is like, this is what I would go for alone. I mean, we do these things for them. Right. I mean... In- you know, Epcot, if you've been there, it has their standard, you know, countries represented there where you can try food. But what's great about this time of the year is that they have other countries represented there as well. Right. And so here I'm just going to list some of the things that can't called out to me as I was going through some of these countries. And if you've been there already, you've probably experienced some of these. And I'd like to hear uh, from you and tell us what the, how good this food is or if it's eh, kind of lackluster. Uh, but you're not gone there yet. Here's just kind of a little... Little preview of what you have to expect when you're going out there, and I wish I was going out there tomorrow because this food looks delicious. Uh, for Belgium, Belgium is one of the kiosks there. Beer braised beef with gouda and mashed potatoes. Mm. Of course, like what do you Belgium if you don't have Belgian waffles? Uh, so they have Belgian waffles with warm chocolate ganache and whipped cream, or berry compote and whipped cream. Uh, Morocco, interesting hummus fries with cucumber, tomatoes, onion, and tzatziki. I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, Spain, Spanish style paella, one of my favorite things, uh, with chorizo and roasted chicken. Uh, Germany, and I am not going to be able to spe- say this name. It's Schinkennudeln, Schinkennudeln. Chicken noodle, <laughs> something like one of those. I'm not going to try. One of those is kind of close. Basically, it's like a mac and cheese almost. It's a pasta gratin with ham, onions, and cheese. Apple strudel. Ooh, we love apple love strudel. strudel. Uh, Africa, they have a, Ber- a Burberry-style beef tenderloin tips with onions and tomatoes and jalapenos. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. Uh, China, Beijing roasted duck bao bun with hoisin sauce. Mexico has, this is one of the ones that definitely I would have run to, a short rib tostada with a corn tortilla served with beef short ribs, black beans, salsa verde, and spring onion. Nice. Yeah, doesn't that sound delicious? I'm so hungry. I know. Here's one I got just specifically for Michelle, because she'll love this one. (laughs) Uh, It's from France, of course. Ooh, yeah. It's a croissant au escargot <gasps> with garlic and parsley. Oh, my gosh. So basically yes. an escargot croissant. All right. Let me garlic let me book a flight yes, right now. now. <laughs> uh, they also have a carbonade de bouffe with purée de pomme de terre. I don't know if I got all that pronounced correctly, but she's only shaking her head a little <laughs> bit at me. So uh, I guess it's okay. Uh, which is a beer braised beef with bacon, onion, and mashed potatoes that looked delicious. Uh, the Caribbean had jerk spice chicken lollipop with roasted sweet plantain salad and mango chutney yogurt. Yum. Mm. Hawaii, Kalua pork slider with sweet and sour pineapple chutney and spicy mayo. Sounds great. It does. And Australia. I mean, there's. I, I didn't get to everything. I could have just sat here and talked food all day. There's so much great food there. Uh, Australia has this grilled lamb chop with mint pesto and potato crunchies, which are basically crumbled potato chips, <laughs> <laughs> potato crunchies. <laughs> Um, but it looked delicious and uh, so much good food there. Uh, uh, I just really want to check it all out. Nice, so nice. Good. So now we know that if you really want to liven up your dish, you 
crumble. Just crumble. Oh, you know, you put potato <laughs> chips in a sandwich. It's like it's amazing. It yeah, the is texture, true. the salty, uh, you know, goodness. It's uh, just add a little potato chip. It's, it, it elevates the dishes. Right. Say. And we do want to remind people that there are, you know, when we last week we talked a little bit about food allergies and and mm-hmm. sensitivities, and so we want to make sure people know that, you know, this is covered there as well. That there are um, dishes there for everybody. If you're vegetarian, vegan, have food sensitivities, you know, that information is provided there at the park as well. Absolutely. Just ask somebody. As we mentioned last week, just ask. If you don't try and rough it out or think, oh, I don't think there's anything there for me, go ask. Um, If they can't, if they don't have something there, they'll tell you or they may be able to make it. So it is fine for your food sensitivity, whatever that may be. Uh, So please, please, just, just talk to people. They're very willing to help, very willing to help. So... Uh, I can't wait to get to the Food and Wine Festival. Man, I wish we were going there this year. I think we're I going know. next year. Right, right. This yeah. year we're doing a flower and garden. Right, Or I right. should say in 2019. And we'll be doing the uh, the California version at the uh, Disney California Adventure Park. We'll be going to the Food and Wine Festival. I'm assuming they'll be having that again uh, this year as they've had the past couple, which is right. always fun. Not as good as the one at Epcot, but uh, still a lot of fun. Uh, on to... <laughs> Apparently, this is my food note section because oh my uh, one thing that happened this week, next story, we got a peek at the upcoming tropical hideaway at Disneyland Park at the Disneyland Resort, mm-hmm. which is, if you don't know what this is, it's going to be located right next to the Enchanted Tiki Room, uh, next to the Jungle Cruise, kind of overlooking the, fi- the final stretch of the Jungle Cruise there. And it's kind of have kind of a, a tie-in with the Jungle Cruise. Um it's where, if you know Disneyland Park, it's where Aladdin's Oasis used to be, which we went by for years yeah, now. They're like, yes. what are they going to do with the space? It's right. a wasted space. Nothing there. We went there for, I think we did a, a, a dinner package for the uh, Main Street Electrical Parade Correct. one time when we were there. Um, but finally, they're doing something with it. It looks like it's going <laughs> to... Sorry, that's our son Scott over there. He's watching a little Seinfeld. He's having a little fun over there watching Seinfeld. And sometimes he likes to react with Kramer or whatever. But so if you hear some noises in the background, he's just having a good old time with that. Uh, anyway, um, back to the tropical hideaway. They gave some drawings of it this week, and it looks beautiful. I'm excited to visit there. But more importantly, they talked about the food that they're going to be yeah. serving there, which is really exciting. So here's what the food will include at Tropical Hideaway: a spiced vegetable bao. Ooh. A kefir lime chicken bao, a bulgogi beef bao, wow. a chilled ramen salad, and sweet pineapple lumpia. Nice. Which, which lumpia is a beautiful oh, Filipino yes. dish. Yes. Uh, this One of is, my favorites. Uh, I believe they actually uh, serve this at Pandora, as a matter of fact, uh, something similar to this. Oh, yeah. It's filled with uh, pineapple and cream cheese, and I think it's sprinkled with uh, cinnamon sugar. It's just gorgeous looking dish, but... I'm so excited once they open that up, and I don't think they're that far out. I think they're just within a month or two away from opening that back up, and I'm excited to go visit that as soon as we get the chance. Right. That'll be great. Uh, Other details on Disneyland Park. Well, actually, this is details for both Disneyland Park and the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, Details on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge new cantina came out this week. They've been all over the news. I was hoping this would be a story, but this is what happens when you record on Monday. It's been all over the news all week. So this is some details you probably already know. But just in case you don't, we're going to go through it anyway. This is right from the Disney Parks blog. uh, Talking about Oga's Cantina. I'm assuming it's Oga's. You never know. But I'm assuming it's pronounced Oga's Cantina from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, It's going to be... Visitors come to this notorious local watering hole to unwind, conduct shady business, and maybe even encounter a friend or a foe. 
uh, run by an intriguing alien proprietor, Oga Guerra. The cantina adheres to a strict code of conduct that tries to keep its unruly patrons in check. <laughs> But with a history of being a smuggler's safe haven and a popular stopping point for those seeking to avoid the authorities, you can bet that the cantina has a story or two to tell. Sounds exciting. It I, does. I love how they build these storylines around these places. Right, they make right. Them, you know, makes they, it, they, uh, makes it, they give it a history and some depth. Right. Really cool. Uh, Oga's Cantina is the kind of establishment that attracts some of the most interesting and disreputable. Dis- dis- Boy, I'm having a tough time talking today. <laughs> Disreputable characters in the galaxy, and you never know when a stormtrooper or a familiar face will show up. Character Ooh, appearances. Nice. Patrons at the cantina come from across the galaxy to sample the famous concoctions created with exotic ingredients using otherworldly methods served in unique vessels with choices for kids. And this is the most important part and why this has been big news this whole week. And libations for <laughs> adults. <laughs> the cantina will make for a great stop. This means, and again, you probably already know this out there, but if you don't, this means that this will be the first time at Disneyland Park there will be a restaurant that is serving alcohol. Right. That's exciting. It is very exciting. It's <laughs> exciting. And uh, it was exciting when they did that at Disney World Resort in Florida. But at, at the Magic Kingdom Park. The Magic, when they finally right. opened it up there. And I think that they're going to do this sort of similar to that. I think that what will happen is that this will be the first restaurant that will start serving alcoholic beverages. And we talked about this for a long time. Sure. Actually, when I think we were talking about this last year, maybe in the year before, that when they opened the cantina there, we would bet that that was going to be the first place in Disneyland Park right. that they would start serving alcohol and sure enough that's gonna be the case now it wouldn't surprise me if they start opening it up to a couple other select restaurants kind of like they did with the magic kingdom where they opened it up to like three restaurants to begin with right some of the main sit-down ones and now they've kind of opened it up to a few other sort of more quick service places just kind of kind of feeling it out testing the water seeing how it goes and mainly with beer and wine beer and wine yeah i mean mostly keeping it very simple you know and we'll have to give credit to one thing that disney has done well even though they've uh, they've opened up alcohol, of course, at Disney California Adventure Park, at Epcot, at the studio, all the other parks at Walt Disney World Resort. You don't really ever see a bunch of people just walking around stumbling drunk. That's right. They do a good job of cutting people off. They do a good job if they see somebody get a little bit, uh, maybe they're a little bit too much, escorting them out very in a very right. pleasant way. If they, I'm sure they do more if they need to, but... They do a good job of it. I mean, it could, and I think this was Walt's fear when he wanted to not serve any alcohol there, is that people are just going to get there and it was wouldn't be a good family place because people would get, you know, inebriated. Right, right. Um, be inappropriate. Right. But I think Disney's done a great job with that, and I think they will continue that. And I think that this is a good thing that's hoping, helping for Disneyland Park. Right. I, I know that there's some of you out there that don't drink and, you know, you want this to be a part of it. But I think if you really think about it, if you go to the Magic Kingdom, which they serve alcohol now, and then I don't think it's changed anything too much. Right. If you go to any other parks, it's still family friendly. It's still fun for everybody. And I think this is just an, an extra added dimension to the park. Right. And, and it's really tied in with food service as right. well. So it's not just a, necessarily a lounge anywhere in the Magic Kingdom or that they're talking about Disneyland. So uh, one other note that I thought came out of this is that was interesting is that the musical entertainment at Oga's Casino, not Casino. Not, <laughs> Darn it. They're not, they're not going it. that crazy yet. Oh, man. They're not going that crazy yet. <laughs> Oga's Cantina uh, will be provided by RX24. Now, if that kind of rings a bell to you, if you kind of think, what, RX24? Where do I know that? Where do I know that? 
You may remember RX-24 as Captain Rex from the original Star Tours attraction. You know, the the pilot, they just couldn't quite seem to get it right, but he promised always, well, I'll do better next, next time, time, every time. <laughs> that is going to be your DJ at Oga's Cantina. We found out about this, I think we mentioned it a couple episodes back, um, at the D23 Expo that he was right. made back. I was so excited. By the way... Um, I don't know if you can see him. I'm not sure. I have to think about the the Star Tours at the Walt Disney World, or Hollywood Studios, I should say, at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, but if you go to the Disneyland Park version of the Star Tours, you'll see Rex as you're going through the uh, queue. As you're right. walking up, you round a corner, and Rex is kind of sitting there. And every once in a while, he pipes up a little bit. So if you haven't noticed that before, um, Rex is right there. But I don't know if he'll still be there because now he's got a new job. I know, right? So um, really cool news. I'm excited for that. That's exciting stuff. Uh, moving on, more Star Wars news. Actual Star Wars news, not park news. Star Wars Episode Nine news. Again, this is something that broke well earlier this week. They've added another key, new, interesting cast member was announced this week. Uh, You may know him. He's a former doctor from the Doctor Who franchise. By the way, he's, I was talking with my son this week, um, our son Nick, about this. Um, He loves Doctor Who, and he he said this guy was his favorite doctor. Uh, He's also received an Emmy nomination for playing Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, in The Crown. Matt Smith. Matt Smith is going to be joining the cast of Episode 9 in what they're calling a, quote, key role, end quote. Who knows what that means? Right. But, but very at least a interesting. really solid actor there. Yeah, he's a really solid actor. I mean, if you've seen him, or when we watched The Crown. Um, we're not as much into Doctor Who. We've watched some episodes, but we're not as much into it. We've watched The Crown, and he's really great. Phenomenal. Yeah, uh, great actor, and it's exciting to hear that he's going to be part of this group. Uh, more Disney movie news. Disney Pixar's Coco this week took home not just the best animated feature. It took home the best feature film award at the 33rd annual Imagen Foundation Awards. Nice. What this is, the Imagen, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I'm going for my poor Spanish here, my Spanglish. Uh, Imagen uh, Awards is the Foundation Awards. Uh, they are, since 1985, the Imagen Foundation Awards competition has been held in Los Angeles, encouraging the positive portrayals of Latinos in all forms of the entertainment media and rewarding the excellence of those entities or individuals whose productions elevate the image and status of all Latinos. So they love that movie so much that they gave it the best feature film, not just best animated, best feature film of the year. Well, well well-deserved. 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 Great movie. Wonderful movie. Beautiful movie. Uh, It also took home Best Director Award for Lee uh, Unkrich and uh, Adrian uh, Molina and a Special Creative Achievement Award as well from those, so... Wow. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful, cool stuff. Uh, another story that came out this week that was kind of reported, but it, as it turns out, I don't believe it's actually correct. It may be, they may be kind of like hedging it a little bit, but uh, there was a story that Disney's upcoming streaming service was going to be called Disney Play. That might not be accurate. According to TechCrunch.com, it seems the original source of the report misconstrued a comment from Bob Iger, who was referring to the more broadly a Disney play, quote-unquote, uh, rather than giving the name to the service itself. A spokesperson, a spokesperson for the service told TechCrunch 
Quote, a name for the upcoming Disney streaming service has not yet been announced. So that doesn't mean that that's not the name. Right. They're just like, whoa, whoa, it may, may not, not be. be Disney Play. Um, but that seems like a legitimate, we'll could be a legitimate name to me. But it came out, to begin with, like it blew up on the internet. Like, right. The new service is called Disney Play. It's called Disney Play. It's gonna be like, maybe not. We'll have to wait and see on that. So that's it for our stories of the week. So many stories I couldn't even get to, but we're 40 seven minutes in and we still have to get to our tips as we do every week we never wrap up a show without giving you tips for the parks for the cruise line run disney whatever it may be something to help you on your possible next vacation and we do this every week we start ladies first as always and plus she has the best tips so we want to get her started before oh, i bore man. you with my little tiny tip at the end oh so. man now, now the pressure is on <laughs> here we are the tip of the week from my lovely Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. Well, this tip I actually wanted to use um, not only from my, or I should say, our experience with Disney, but also um, combining some of this information of um, from a mom's panelist, Trish A., who is in Nova Scotia. And the, the topic here is if you're going to be staying at a Disney World property or Walt Disney World uh, property. And nomenclature. You, nomenclature, that's right. <laughs> you know, especially if you're going to be in a vacation club room or a villa suite, you know, or one of the cabins, you might really want to benefit from having some food there and easy access to food. Um, we've done this a lot of times where it's just nice to have a breakfast in your jammies before you get out to the park or when you come back in the evening, you know, have a little snack, something like that. And so there... I like to go to the park in my jammies. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no. That's when you've had too much libation. Yeah, that's when the little Ogus Cantina's been right. open a little too long. Um, so if you're a Disney Vacation Club member, you actually have a, an additional... Um, resource for you and that's they have um, some resort specific grocery order forms and so as long as you're getting that handled three days before your trip um, they will deliver it to your room uh, after five on your arrival day there is a ten dollar delivery charge um, but it is a real great convenience and then another option if you're staying at any of the disney walt disney world resorts is the garden grocer and we've used this um, company many times. It's an independent grocer. It's not affiliated with Disney. Um, but what they do is they have a website. If you just Google um, uh, Garden Grocer, you'll you'll get connected with them. And they actually, you have an automated grocery cart that you can add to or take off. Um, and until you hit the purchase, you can, and in fact, you can make changes even after that. But um, and they have a $14 delivery fee. However, if your groceries come to $200 or more, they waive that and it's free. And um, they will deliver that directly to your resort. Um, they, will, they have time frames that, they will, that you can pick to deliver it in. And, you know, they're like four-hour blocks. And we've used them. It's great. They bring it right to your room. They Put it in the, you know, in the refrigerator or if you, you can even order ice cream from them and they'll put that in the freezer. You don't have to be there during the delivery time. So even though it's an outside company, they work well with Disney to, to provide that service. And so that's an option you have if you want to have some food in your room. It's really, we've done it as you just uh, talked about many times and it's really especially if you have a room that has some sort of a kitchenette or even as long as you know you can fit it in the little fridge or whatever there 
Uh, it's just such a benefit for you to not have to worry about where you're going to eat every single meal. It'll save you some money. It, it really um, can give you some things. It might be you're a light breakfast eater. You just need a little fruit or something right. you know, uh, before you go out. It, it really is helpful to you. Um, water in the room. I, you know me. I'm always talking about hydration, hydration, hydration. They'll deliver you know, a big case of water to your room, which is... So important. Right. It's much more economical than trying to buy bottled water at the resorts. Not that their prices are always unreasonable, but if you want to save a little bit here or there, you know, have healthy snack options, you know, for yourself or the kids, um, just to have something in the room. It's it's a great resource to Absolutely. have that. Uh, it really is. It really is helpful, and I, I can't recommend it enough either. So great tip, Michelle, as always. Thank now you. to my piddly little tip. Oh, and sure. Once again, apparently I was very hungry uh, <laughs> when I made this list, and you just talked about food too. So I'm not, apparently I'm still even hungrier, and I can't wait to get out of here because I think I'm going to get a snack after this. Uh, my tip this week, um, I'm just going to talk about at the Disneyland Resort. I'm just going to talk about a couple little great food places, they're a little bit off the beaten path, just slightly. Um, You probably, if you know the place a a little bit, if you're a regular uh, Disneyland Park, Disney California Adventure Park uh, uh, attendee, sorry, (laughs) I'm having a tough day, (laughs) attendee, uh, then you probably know these places, but these are kind of out of the way places that we don't see, they, they don't seem as full as some of the other places, but they have some of the best food in both the parks. First one I'm going to talk about is at Disneyland Park at the Disneyland Resort, and it's the Red Rose Tavern. It used to be known Mm -hmm. as Pinocchio's. Now it's got a Beauty and the Beast uh, overlay. It's called the Red Rose Tavern. It's kind of um, Gaston's place, essentially. But their food is really, really good. Uh, Here are some of the things that they have there. And um, if you don't know where this is, I think why it's it's overlooked a little bit is because it's kind of by the side um, where if if you're going to walk the back way to Frontierland out of Fantasyland, uh, a lot of people don't walk that path as much. So, because there's really nothing out there, it takes you a ways to get there. So, you may kind of overlook it if you're just walking through Fantasyland and heading the other way towards the, where the Matterhorn is, or uh, it's a small world, or whatever else. Um, so, but if you just go past, like when before you would turn to go toward the castle, uh, towards Sleeping Beauty Castle, if you just keep going to the right, uh, it's right there on your left hand side. But anyway, here's some of the great food they have there, and boy, it makes me hungry just thinking about it. Uh, Beast Burger, which is a third pound Angus beef patty, slow cooked with slow cooked beef, Gruyere cheese, caramelized onions, horseradish aioli on a toasted bun. I've had that. Delicious burger. Pommes frites, which is really good. Fries. Garlic fries, essentially, is what they are. Uh, Speaking of pommes frites, slow cooked beef poutine, which if you've ever had poutine, Really good really stuff. Good. It's uh, essentially it's it's well these actually are not the the pommes frites. They're waffle cut fries that are seasoned, uh, and they're served with gravy and slow cooked uh, beef. So really good beef uh, with some uh, pickled onions and cheese curds. They even have a poutine flatbread. Nice. You know, so if you're looking yep. more of a kind of a pizza type thing, uh, the, I've had the chick just last week. I had the chicken sandwich a la Lumiere. Uh, which is grilled chicken breast with apple slaw, onion, bacon, jam, fried cherry peppers on a toasted roll. Delicious. But the real key, and this is the thing, is that if you're a vegetarian or if you like vegetarian dishes or even if you just want to eat a little healthier when you're out at the park, the best vegetarian dish that we yeah, have found good. out there from a quick service restaurant is at this place. It is My favorite. It's your favorite. We get it every time. Every time. time. Uh, it's the Enchanted Cauliflower Sandwich. 
It's a grilled cauliflower steak. I know that sounds funny, but believe me, it's delicious. Spicy lime aioli, tempura battered green beans, lettuce, and tomato on a toasted roll. It is phenomenal. It really is. And I, and I I like vegetarian dishes, you know, but I'm not a real vegetarian in in, in at all. But uh, I decided to give this one a try. And like you said, it, it sounds scary if you're not into that. You know, if you haven't eat, tried different vegetarian dishes, but it is wonderful and it is filling. You know, oh, it so certainly it's a big old fits the it's, bill. it's a big old piece of, of uh, cauliflower that's right. in there and it's seasoned really well. Uh, you, you you really don't miss the meat in it right. if you're a meat eater. You don't really, as long as you don't mind vegetables here and there. Like I said, it's it's not completely healthy. There is aioli in there, or whatever. Right. But if you want to do something a little more vegetarian, a little healthier, uh, really really good. I uh, can't recommend it enough. And if you have it. Yeah, tell us what you think because we think it's delicious. Um, the other place I'm going to talk about is over at Disney California Adventure Park. And I'm giving this away because it's our sort of secret place that we like to go to. <laughs> so well, maybe maybe at least the good thing oh, is maybe we'll see some of you out there. It's the Alfresco Tasting Terrace. Yes. Uh, you may know this place. Probably don't because it's kind of a little hidden. What it is is if, you, you know, if you've gone to the Wine Country Trattoria, uh, there's these stairs that are just to the right of where you check in. If you, in a, a lot of the time of the day, it's closed. But what it is, you go up those stairs, and yes, there's a little um, runoff area for the extra uh, wine country tutorial. People sometimes they have some other special things up there on the left. But on the right is a little patio out there. It's kind of shaded. Uh, they have some umbrellas, some little tables. And they do a lot of small plates that are delicious. Mm-hmm. And they do a lot of uh, Disney family wines and beers and everything else. Really a great place if you want to like be in the park, but you want to take like a step back from it just for a little bit. You're still in the middle of the park. You can still hear some of the sounds, not as much. Some of the sounds from some of the rides. Mainly Mater. <laughs> it's funny when you're up there. One of his like one of his songs, if you've been on uh, Mater's, Mater's Junkyard, Junkyard Jamboree, uh, there, you know, it's, it's a, I don't know, it's like six, five, six different songs right. that they play. Uh, there's one of them, for whatever reason, cuts through. It's kind of funny. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but it's really, it's just a nice, peaceful place to kind of just take a break from the park just for, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, whatever it may be. But uh, really, really cool. Really, really cool. And here's some of the food there. Like I said, they have uh, great lists of Disney family wines. That's what they specialize in. So uh, Diane Disney's Winery, Silverado is there. Kurt Russell's Winery uh, Winery, Gogi is there. Fess Parker Wines, Skywalker Ranch Wines. Uh, all of these different wines that are up there all have something to do with the Disney family in some way, shape, or form. Now, here are the small plates they have up there. They have a charcuterie and cheese board, uh, tomato bruschetta, sun-dried tomato flatbread, sausage and arugula flatbread, and the chicken Caesar padina, piadina, excuse me, all things that we really enjoy, all these things. And they've got a few more, too. I didn't list them all. But uh, really great food up there. Like I said, it's good, shareable, small plates. Uh, kids, kids are welcome up there. I was going to say that. Yeah. They don't have, like, really uh, kid dishes. But, like, you could go down and pick something up and bring it up there. That's maybe more kid-friendly for them. But they, they are definitely welcoming of kids up there. So even though it seems like more of an adult space, um, they have – it's, it's perfectly fine for children. They have some regular tables that sit four, two. They can combine tables. They have some couches up there if you want to sit in more, kind of, uh, a more casual area. Uh, it really works well, and we recommend it a lot. Although, no, now that I've said it, forget about it because that's our place, and we don't want it to get too crowded. 
But no, it really is a great <laughs> place. We love it, and uh, I, I can't recommend it enough. Right, and we're so glad that it opens now at noon yeah. rather than at two, so it's not like something we had to wait for. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's just a really great spot. I think you described it well. You want to be within the park, have that essence of the park, but still step back where it's not, you know, all rushed, and it's just a great mellow place to be absolutely absolutely uh, love that place love that place and we will be there next time we show up in a couple of weeks you can find us up there usually we are usually up there somewhere right after noon <laughs> yes we enjoyed that little respite right and our son loves it too. and he loves it too he loves it so much um, he actually asked for it upstairs I want to go upstairs yeah. <laughs> he loves it uh, so that's it for this week uh, so much fun stuff we talked about this week Disney Parks Moms Pan all the great food it's been the food episode I'm hungry now I gotta go eat Next week, though, next week is a very exciting really week. Really exciting. We have a very cool guest coming on. Next week, we have an interview scheduled with the former executive vice president at the Walt Disney World Resort, Lee Cockerell. Uh, among other things we're going to talk about is uh, how Disney works hard to create magical experiences for its guests. Right. You know, Lee, he led a team of uh, 40,000 cast members, what they call their their staff and employees, and he was responsible for the operations of 20 resort hotels there, four theme parks, two water parks, and the ESPN Sports Complex. So he's quite a VIP for us to have this great opportunity to be talking with him, and I'm sure he's going to bring some really interesting stories, you know, of his experiences there. Yeah, we're really excited to have him on. It's going to be really fun. I'm sure he's going to have some great things to say, and I, I couldn't be more excited about it. Right. He He's, uh, he's written several books, and he really does share how, how effective um, the organization is at creating those magical experiences. And again, we are just thrilled that uh, he's going to be joining us. Yeah, it's really going to be great, great. And we hope you enjoy it as well. So that's it for this week. Please, please, please contact us. We wanted this to be an interactive show. You can follow us on social media at Hyperion Podcast on Twitter. Uh, Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. On the web, you can drop us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And you can email us on HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from all you past listeners. We'd love to hear even more from all our new Hyperion Adventurers out there. Find out who you are and welcome you in, into this Hyperion Adventurer family that we have here. It's so fun to have you with us. Right. And so for, for one more week, thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you join us next week. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, in the future, if you found us today, find us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music. And if you have the chance, if you have a second, please just give us a little rating, maybe a little review, whatever you want to do. We really would help us out. But thanks again. Thank you so much for being with us for another week on the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We love all our family out there, and we can't wait to talk with you again. I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. We hope that you have a magical week. Bye. Bye.